Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here with Slenderella in Austin, Texas, and we shot in the beautiful MSW Lounge. And before we get into who our special guest is today, as always... The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. So our guest today is Keith Norris. He's a really good friend of ours. John and I both consider him business a business mentor, uh, as well as just really awesome, genuine person. He is the co-founder and co-owner of PaleoFX, the largest paleo event in the world and that's coming up soon so we wanted to get him in before they get too crazy with all of it and uh and chat about the event but mostly we geeked out about various training things keith is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to weight training and muscle growth and things like that so we talked about that for a while we talked about genetics we just got really into it and it's hard to to have a concise episode with him because we have so much in common so Hopefully, we'll make it more of a regular thing to have him on the show. But until then, here is this episode of the How Do You Health podcast with Keith Norris. There was a, a doctor I studied under, and she used to give a shot of this, and then a, uh, she would combine it with AMP, AMP, mm-hmm. and it would literally cause like production of ATP to the point where like she's like, you got to monitor people like ten minutes afterwards because they will be sweating, they'll have adrenaline rushes. Wow. And so we had a. Hey, are you gonna need do you uh, do you know Tate, Caveman Coffee? Yeah. Yeah. So we saw him uh, a couple weeks ago at uh, Wealthy Wealthy for uh, Christina Weiss and oh, yeah, uh, Doc yeah. Parsley. Yeah. Anyway, well he got it and he had uh, two counts. So he, like he got like two cc's of it. And at one point he like put his drink down. And he was just like, 
like he like he could tell it was intense and I and he like never tried before but right. he wanted to see what it's like and so I was like yeah well let's increase the dosage like and go but yeah like it was like a rush to where like about you know 30 seconds he was like not talking to anyone he was just like closing his eyes and I mean it's it's a rush right, right. but the but his I guess his business partner was talking about how in uh, LA all of her friends and everyone was looking for this stuff and they're charging like 750 to like 1200 bucks for an IV and I think that on it they're doing the same thing too, and I think that's that's why like Aubrey and all them are liking it because it gives that little bit of rush. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they hey, said if you're not um, feeling the rush, then you're not you're not getting right. enough dosage or something like that. I was She's like, gonna what? watch shots too if you want to do them. Well, we'll we'll see if I peace we'll, out in the middle up. of the podcast. No, 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 no. Well, I'm just saying like <laughs> I'll, I'll see like how quickly we can do it, and then you'll be able to tell me because you'll be you probably with you you'll probably be like yeah, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> like we had a guy yesterday he had some and it was it was. No problem for him, but he had a big old bag. It was kind of diluted. So, right. Yeah. All right, ready? Or... Yeah. Cool. What are you drinking, by the way? Oh, the our Slenderita. Oh, do you want one? Slenderita. I've got coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the alternative to that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got that caffeine in there. All I right. think you tried it, right? We're live over there. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is my second one of the day, but the the cloudiness is ketones. So there's right, there's no. glutamine yeah. in the there's some white glutamine uh, powder in there. There's uh, some magnesium, and then the the cloudy stuff is ketones. Right on. Yeah, so it's kind of like a. I'm fasted right now, so. Oh yeah, how yeah. long have you been fasting? Um, well, it just today. So the last time I ate was about six last night. Yeah. Eat, so today's a 24-hour fast for me. So, so how often? Eat. How often do you do that? About once a week. Just a 24-hour fast. Right. Yeah. So I try to do. Um, I try to do that about once a week. It, it, I never do anything by perfect schedule. It's just that it comes. Sometimes it's twice a week. Sometimes I'll skip a week, um, and I try to do a more extended fast every few weeks. Yeah. So I did a five-day fast because it's been like five or six weeks ago. Nice. I did a five-day fast. Um, I do them quarterly now, six days. I did. And my- I cheated. It was a pro a prolonged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I did that. Well, what did you think <laughs> about that? Compared to the water fast that you normally would do, it allowed me to somewhat keep my. Let me back up by saying I, there's no way I could continue my workouts in a five day water fast. I would just like I hit because I've done this before. Water fast, workout, workout, third workout, day three, wall, bang. <laughs> so yeah, I, still, out, I still haven't done the workout, but dude said the same thing. He was like, oh, yeah, day four, I went for a five-mile run. I, I like, can't. There's no way. What? I got winded going up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so so Prolon allowed me, and I had to truncate my work. So same thing, three days, um, hit a wall. And what I mean by hit a wall was I was in the squat rack. <clears> and it was like, I'm getting ready to freaking pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rack. Yeah, yeah. Peel off some weight. Like, okay, dumbass, let's back this off a little bit. You're fasting. Um, and then the other two days, I just went in and did like a 20-minute, um, just real quick, bam, 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 just to do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would. I don't think I would have been able to do that had it not been for the little bit of intake I was getting in during that period. Damn. Cool. And it's crazy. not much. I mean, it's... Um, Calorie wise, it's not anything. I think it's more psychological yeah. than anything, right? Yeah. You, well, you find yourself like something. doing a lot of that finicky eating where you're just grabbing things for no reason. Which I think it's so fasting to me is psychological in the fact that you don't have to eat all the time. You realize how psychological it is. So on like day three or day four, Michelle and I sat down to watch a, a documentary. 
And what's the first thing? Bam! You oh, let's go yeah. popcorn. Yeah, you know, just have it. The siete chips, oh, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that, that was my first impulse. And I wasn't necessarily hungry, but it was, oh, the documentary. You're sitting there. You're, you know. You're trained I, to think that. Well, you're you know what's funny is that yeah. on that note, I had, I was, the last time I was doing the fast, I got invited to the movies. And I was like, but I can't eat popcorn. And so I was already not going to go to the movies just because I couldn't eat yeah. the popcorn. It's I was like, but I can still go. Some people go just for the butter popcorn. <laughs> like, I don't care what show I just want the big time. And they give you a refill, right? It's like yeah, a yeah. whole big refill yeah. again. I had a coaching client one time that literally, like, that was the biggest thing he wanted to fight me on. Was, like, it's my favorite thing to go to the movies and get a giant soda and a huge thing of popcorn. What the heck am I supposed to do? If I can't do that, I'm like, yeah. go watch the movie. Go watch, watch the movie. The movie. Right, yeah. I've never been one to snack yeah. while I watch movies. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I also have gone to the movie theaters just to get the popcorn and walk out and not go to the movies. <laughs> like, I've done that before. One of my best friends <laughs> in high school used to say, because he said, like, you get the free refill, and they, they put, like, a mark on it whether you got the refill or not. Yeah. So she would save the big tub and go, like, after her weekend movie thing, she'd go back on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and get her free refill. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so on that note, let's wow. do a little quick un- intro here. So, welcome to the Hottie Health Podcast. Um, we are now on the Slenderella website. So, we moved over the podcast over to Slenderella. Slenderella is now taking over. It's going to be a lot more fun. Um, because of that, today we're going to have, well, not because of that, but today we have Keith from Paleo FX. We've had him on before. We're excited to talk about Paleo FX and all the exciting things that to come this year. Uh, we, Slenderella, are going to be debuting uh, um, Slenderella Youth, which is a no drip, which which is basically like a push IV with NAD and all the Slenderella great things. So he's trying that out. We're going to get his opinion this on it. This is going to be second. Benjamin Button here. <laughs> 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 and of course, we That's got Nurse awesome. Doza who's going to explain to us what's all going on. And then we're going to have a great conversation like we always do. Uh, so, yeah, let's get this started. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hope that'd be awesome if that was the case. Like you get like younger, like right before the camera's eyes. One lady actually did say she was noticing her crow's feet was getting better. Right. But I, I, if you give it to healthy people, like it just makes them healthier, right? Like we really tried to give this to people who like I really can feel need. that. You can feel it, right? Woof, woof. Yeah. Yeah. So where where do you feel it at? Like right. Oh, it's going fast, dude. Right around in here. I feel like a lot of it's people gonna, say it's that. Gonna go I was just saying, is that too fast? I don't know. I don't know what slower would be. <laughs> if he goes, if you start going like this, then I'm gonna like slow it down, right? Yeah. But if, I, if I'm just looking at you and I don't say anything, then it's probably too fast. Well, <laughs> well, somebody, uh, one of our, our clients will like sit there, and you can kind of tell he's 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 kind of feeling the the rush because he'll be, you know, kind of talk, you know, like catch his breath mid sentence. Right, but right. I think he kind of likes that, you know, because it's 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 a rush. It only lasts like while you're getting it, and then it's right. gone. Yeah. But that's why we tried to say like, well. What's the limit that somebody could get? Because it's not like you just want to like just shoot it up there and be like, all right, cool. You know, I hope you can take this because everyone's tolerance is different. Like yours is a lot different than everyone else's. But like people like Greenfield, I can't believe that, you know, he's doing that much, but it's not tolerable. Like we want people to like enjoy it, right? You probably build a, a little bit of tolerance to it, right? Like yeah. any like anything, you probably. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, just like anything else, like people kind of like they want to feel different, right? Like right. they want to feel like you like want to feel that something is happening. Yes, exactly. Like I came in, I you know like I got coffee. Like does the coffee like people probably base coffee whether or not it's like strong enough to like you have like a rush of caffeine, right? Because you can probably tell too when you have like coffee that's not that great. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could tell. I, but I could drink coffee in the middle of the night. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, I have a high caffeine tolerance, so I could drink coffee and go right to bed. The downside of that is I can drink coffee and 
I get no kick. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so many, I drink coffee just for taste. Do you drink a black? Yeah. Yeah, me too. How many cups do you have a day? Or should I say mugs or thermos? <laughs> so I'll like, tell you a trick I'm doing right now because I'm actually trying to... Um, so here's my coffee cup. I'm trying to actually cut down on the amount of coffee I drink because I think that any... I, I don't think there's anything inherently bad about coffee. Yeah. Right. But anything taken to excess... Sure. Right? Is, is not good. So I'm trying to cut back for two reasons. Number one, the amount of coffee I take in is probably not good. <laughs> and number two, it's a psychological thing. Can I do this? Yeah. Right? So I've gone through periods before where I just go cold turkey, bam, which is not pleasant yeah. because, you know, um, I don't get like major headaches or anything, but I get, you don't want to be around me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I turn into a major bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's that. When they have the withdrawals too, right? Right, and yeah. I'm just kind of edgy and yeah. But uh, so my office is upstairs in our house. Yeah. Right. Coffee machines downstairs. I've got this little cup, it's a little three ounce cup. So now I make coffee in a little three ounce cup. Go upstairs all the way over to the office. And I sip on that little three-ounce cup. Now, if I want another cup of coffee... You have to go all the way down. All the way back downstairs. <laughs> That's smart. Make the coffee. Go all the way back up. So, However, that coffee from that coffee machine is kind of worth the trip. It is. They have the best coffee machine I've ever had. Like, it's very good. Yeah. Jura Compressa, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is... <laughs> that's, but then you're getting a workout out of it, so... Which is the other part of it. Yeah, of course you are. So the habit change guy in me is like, okay, well, I'm going to leverage two habits against one another, right? Because yeah. I get focused when I'm upstairs and doing work. I'm one of those guys where it's like, oh, two hours has gone by. Yeah. Right? Um, so that forces me to get up, move around, go downstairs, get the coffee. It takes about a minute for the coffee to brew. So while I'm doing squats, why you know, which is another thing I'll do. While I was doing, so anyway, what's on those glutes? I was going <laughs> to ask you when you go up the stairs, do you skip every step and like do you, do you like do that or do you take every step? I like, take every step, but I'm usually carrying a dog, which is a, a, a long. We have an old dog, 15 years old, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, he's probably going to have to be put down here uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, he's deaf and blind. And I kind of carry him around, yeah. right? So I carry him upstairs, downstairs. So I've got a little, you know, 15-ish pound weight that I'm carrying around. Yeah. So, of course, so you get a workout in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course you do. Right. So how many workouts do you get in a day? Are you just constantly working out, like, little tedious things, like, all day? I'm moving around all day. Yeah. yeah I, um, now that I have to chase coffee back and forth, <laughs> so that adds to it. Um, <laughs> I, so here's my thing about working out. I try to move every day. It, what, what I mean by moving is at least get out and ride my bike, at least get out and walk. I happen to live um, right by uh, Barton Creek Trail, the Green Belt. Yeah. So I can, that, that's like my least activity is to go to the Green Belt, walk, walk the neighborhood. It's a very yeah. hilly neighborhood. Um, I try to prioritize prioritize lifting or sprinting above all else. Today I lifted, and I've lifted for like the last five days in a row. Um, but I try to do something every day. Yeah. Um, and while I'm working, I try to get up and move around. Wait, well, how much do you sprint? Like, what do you sprint? Like, um, so the the listeners probably won't recognize this, but um, at UT, what is the what is the uh, 
lacrosse field. Oh, it's Kevin. Kevin Sports Lacrosse Field. Right, right. So there's a lacrosse field at UT on campus. So yeah. I ride my bike there yeah. um, in sprint. It's a great field to go sprinting on. So like a normal sprint workout for me would be like uh, 10 all-out 50-meter sprints. And I try to – so I use a drop-off method, right? So the, the, the whole idea about sprinting is for me to get better – or for me now, because I'm not getting better, but trying to maintain my ability to sprint. So I don't do it so much as an endurance type of workout. Um, I So I'll sprint, re fully recover, sprint again, fully recover, and I use a drop-off method whereby I will self-time my sprints, and if I, if, I miss, if I miss my best sprint time twice, I call it quits. Yeah. And that's just a drop-off method, My the old coach in me. Wait, so do you do it until you drop off? I mean, until you right. miss so your it best? Could be, it generally works out to about 10 sprints. Okay, cool. um, so you, so the, the first one out of the gates, not so good, right? You get better on the second, better on the third. Usually about the fourth or fifth sprint is like your, your best time. And then you'll have a miss. And, and for me, it's two misses in a row. So I know my best time, oh, I missed that one. The next one, I'll, I'll better it, right? And then, so you're just going back and forth like sure. that. Two misses in a row means you're starting to decline, and then you pull the plug. So I'll do like a 10-mile like run. And that I'll makes me cry. And I'll sprint. the thought of a 10-mile run. And I'll sprint every third mile. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like a fartlek type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's been kind of, I've been doing that for like the last four times I've run now, and right. I, I like it a lot. Right. It's 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 crazy, but I don't know how I keep it up at the same time, but I've been having some of my best running times, including the ones that I'm not sprinting on. I'm just maintaining a, a, a faster pace. Right, right. Normally. Right. And I'm just like, that's awesome. Like, right. I, I should have been doing this a long time ago. Right. I mean, it's been a very long time since I, I don't, I, I do sprints more than I run distance but I'll do more than anything intervals of 400s or 800s and run them just at a faster mile pace. And one of the workouts that someone sent me today, they had, like, it had this all, like, a bunch of crazy weight circuits, and then at the end it was a two-mile finisher for time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't by any means do well. Like, I wasn't running, like, expert marathon or speeds or anything like that, but it was a good time for me, and I just found that interesting that just running the shorter distances, but training your body to be faster at shorter distances. Right. I think it just, for me at least, psychologically makes me more bored if I have to run slower. So I just run faster for a longer distance, and it cuts down my time on longer distances too. So do either of you know what your, um, do you have the active, the actin-3 gene or not? Like, um, uh, do I, I have know. this right? The um, quote-unquote sprinter's gene, but it, it um, so all elite sprinters will have this, and I can't remember if it's... Actin-3, ACTN-3. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the idea is uh, Olympic-level sprinters, all of them have this, right? They're, they're uh, what do you call it? Double, so it's gene? Yes, um, yeah. that can be tested for. And the reason I bring this up is I don't have that. <laughs> right? So I have, but, and so if you look at my genetics... Right, I should be an endurance athlete. I should totally be an endurance athlete. But even as even as a young kid, I hated 
anything that had to do with endurance. I just did not gravitate to it, um, which is curious to me because, you know, I tell everybody it's a good thing I did not get a, a genetic test when I was a kid or, you know, my parents do so if that had been available back then um, because, you know, I had my college paid for playing <laughs> you know, repeat power sports, something that I was genetically, you know, not going to be good at. Yeah. Which I just think is very, very interesting. So do you, so do parents do that for kids now? And then well, be like, available. this is what you're going to yeah, do from, available. from now on. Um, so you could. That's um, interesting. That's, that's an interesting topic because you would think like, well, then do you, do you talk to your kids not to do that? And like not to go one way or the other, because like, like no, you're more disposed to do this, right. even though this, kid might want to like no but i really want to do this right what kind of conversation which is have? funny because my wife michelle does have that gene yeah <laughs> but she <laughs> freaking hates working out yeah <laughs> which is hilarious um and I, I just think it's very very curious how how the psychology can override the the yeah. genetic predisposition obviously you would want someone in sprint athletics to have the gene present or the active form of the gene present and have the psychological predisposition yeah. to put it to use. That, that's how you get, you know, collegiate champion sprinters. That's how you get Olympic yeah. sprinters. What kind of conversation would you have with Omar and, and if you had that test? Um, I, I don't know. I'd still think like I wouldn't force him to do anything. Right. It'd be right, like, right. because you think about like people like Todd Marinovich, right? right? Like that remember back in the day, yes. right? Like, yes. like, that screwed him up it like did. bad, you know, because he was like the bionic man and his dad was like, we're going to feed him, which is kind of interesting because they're like, we're going to make sure he gets like all the supplements, all the, the biomechanics down, like the best, like, you know, sports science possible, right. kinesiology. And then it drove him to the point where, you know, he didn't live up to expectations, you know, and, and I think that, you know, like Mars sons, they, they won't. I think they'll do whatever they want to do. If they straight up want to be a ballerina, like, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, just it, enjoy it, right? Like we're ballerinas. Be because, like, <laughs> right. yeah, well, because, uh, I, you know, you talk about the genetic uh, factor. I've been reading now there's genetic uh, tests to see what kind of food you should eat. Right. Yeah. Right? Which I find fascinating because, like, it said something like um, you're more likely to be on a ketone diet, like a ketonic diet with this. Right. And I'm still babbled by it because I'm just like, well, why don't you just listen to how your body feels after right. you eat something, right? Right. Like there's food sensitivity tests that we do. And for some people, like they talk about, well, I can't lose weight. I can't like, I don't feel good after eating something. I've tried like ketosis. I've tried paleo, whole 30. Like I've tried all that stuff. And what I tell them is like, well, maybe there's something in your food that might be causing something like of an inflammation you might not think about, right? Like right, right. almonds or tomatoes right. or garlic or something. generally regarded as healthy, but for you, they're not. Right. right. And so like it, it kind of, you get a lot of misinformation, but then you get confused because like tomatoes, for example, I always read that tomatoes were like one of the only foods that if you cook it, it has more antioxidants in it, right? And it has like GABA in there, like, which is incredible to think that it has like GABA in it, right? Like the, the skin does. Right, right. But then for some people, like it's a nightshade that causes like inflammation in the gut. Right. So like I tested and I have sensitivity to tomatoes, so I don't eat salsa anymore which sucks because <laughs> I love salsa and chips, right? right so, right. but he makes a salsa that doesn't have nightshades in it. So there's like no peppers or tomatoes, right? And you're kind of like, I don't really necessarily need a genetic test to tell me whether or not 
it's going to do right for me. I can just tell if my stomach's bloated or not. Right. 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 And so uh, one of the books that I find fascinating, and I, I know we talked about it too, I didn't get to meet him, but Ben Lynch right. was talking about dirty jeans. Right. And I had this talk with uh, with one of our, our clients and he's like, well, they keep talking about this methylation factor and they talk about, you know, like why, if you had this gene, is this kind of what you're just set up to have? Right. I'm like, not necessarily. Like, I think if you're just born with it, it's almost like these are the cards you're dealt with, but how are you going to adapt to it? Right. right. So imagine like if you were short, doesn't mean you'd never be able to be in the NBA. You look right. at like Muggsy Bogues, right? Yeah. Like he made Spud it. Webb, Spud Webb. Spud Webb, right? Like yeah. they yeah. made it, right? They, right? Against all odds. But I just think it's more like they... Allison's like, who? That's yeah. Like, way, <laughs> way, yeah. Way of, uh, Is that a potato? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Uh, that's funny. Uh, on a side note, we watched, uh, we watched the Ray Romano special on Netflix the other day. And he came, went back to Comedy Cellar back in New York, and it was cool because he like he went to his old stomping grounds, and he was talking about like as you get older you make new friends, right? Like when you get older you just want to be friends with doctors, right? But when you're younger you like you want to be friends with that person and get you REO Speedwagon tickets, right? <laughs> and he looked he's like you have no idea what right, I'm talking about. Right, right. right. This guy does yeah. though, right there. So I pretty much I just know who REO Speedwagon is. Okay, the oldies, the classic station. Were a chick, and they were kind of a chick. <laughs> <laughs> were they considered a hair band? Like, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, right. they were. They were like, right before that? Right. Yeah. I, I never got into it. I was more like Zeppelin and, like, you know, kind of, kind of yeah, that I like Def Leppard, too, okay? You like Def Leppard, too? Yes. All right. That's All right. fair enough. Fair enough. But, you know, like, looking at the genetic stuff, it's more like, I, I think that what Lynch says, for example, is interesting. Even though these are your genes, your environment will almost dictate what's going to come of it, right? So, like, if you say, like, and I asked you this too, remember? Because we were eating at the coffee bin. You started eating the, uh, was it the pecans? The pecans are on yeah. the ground. Yeah. And I asked you, I was like, well, why do you not have a sensitivity to this? Is it because you're eating it from your local environment? Why do right. so many people have peanut allergies? Right? Like, I don't know if there's a gene for that, but maybe there is. Right. But then it's like, well, how does this person not have that issue? And why does this person have anaphylactic shock to it? And why this person right. does it? Right? Right. So I don't know. The, the gene issue is interesting. I just think like you should just listen to your body. And if your body says don't do it, and it's still, it. a, it's still a new game, right? The genetics, the way, I mean, and there's so much to it, but it's yeah. still such a new like we're game. we're just scratching the surface. Well, I mean, you guys have, that. you and Michelle have geeked out about genetic testing, and I, I would say, typically, I do agree with you guys, mostly listen to your body, but like in Michelle's case, she found out that the saturated fat she was eating right. is poorly affecting one of her genes that she has that predisposes her for Alzheimer's. So APOE? So she yep. felt, yeah, yeah. So she felt great eating the way she was, but right. she shouldn't be eating that much saturated fat. Right, right. Which know? she found out through genetic testing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So in you know, and she blood tests are fine. Everything, everything came back fine. She felt fine eating saturated fat, but come to find out, it's probably not good for her in the long run because yep. she is predisposed. Um, and I can't remember the APO three or four. Three or four. Yeah, yeah, it's both them. Um, which she, which she does have, which that brain is, so she's more predisposed to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, yep. those, MS, those types stuff, yeah. of conditions, which also, and this is where I would test my kids if they were to go into sports, because that same scenario predisposes someone to um, post-concussion syndrome, Yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if you had a kid, for instance, if I had a kid who wanted to play football, I would definitely test them for that, or any kind of a any kind of a combat sport, or 
you, you can get a concussion doing anything, but let's sure. face it, the, the predominance is a hell of a lot higher in football or hockey or rugby than it is for, you know, other sports. Um, luckily, I did not test for that because I had my bell rung many, <laughs> yeah. many times over many, many years. And that's the, that's the thing, right? So I started playing when I was about six years old, I think. Um, and it, of course you can't do a whole lot of damage at six years old, but playing, playing play, year after year, after year, after year, all the way up through mm -hmm. college, that's cumulative hits to the head. And by the time you start, you know, by the, for sure, when you're in high school, now you're able to really do some damage. Yeah. Um, but I did not test positive for that particular, which I was very grateful for. It was like a huge relief because every time I forget my car keys somewhere, or I can't <laughs> like, my phone, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> here it comes, yeah. here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> here's the decline, right? Um, well, they ask those players that, right? And they right. say like, like Troy Aikman and all this, like, yeah, I forget stuff all the time. You know, Tony Dorsett said the right. same thing too, and and. It's interesting because, like, let's say that you take it one step further. What if, like, my kids say, like, okay, I have this gene, and I don't like it because it's APOE. Like, maybe test them and they say, I'm going to be at risk. Is there a way to prevent that from happening? Like, is there a sure way to do it? And right, right now, you're just like, lifestyle changes, modifications, blah, right, blah, right. <laughs> In the future, with genetic testing, what I figure what we're going to do most likely is be able to reverse the mutated gene. Mm. Right, like go in there directly and right. just and say like because imagine like there's a well, switch. Well, that's a CRISPR idea, right? You yeah. should be able to go in and, and yeah, the SNP, right? Yeah. Like basically, right. like you identify that mm -hmm. and you remove that and you put this other one in place that allows it to function better. Because like with traditional medicine, you can't really do that yet. It's more like, hey, we found a problem, we don't know what to do with, so let's take it out, right. right? And then I've read like over the past 10 years, like parents can determine whether or not they want their kids to have blue eyes before they're born, right? Or blonde hair or whatever. Right, it's like, right. we want them to be super tall. So can you put something in there? Because if you're pregnant and you go get your blood test around 16 weeks is they check to see if your kid's going to have Down syndrome, right? right? And then like some mutated issues. And you can tell at that point. And it's kind of on the parents to decide, what do you want to do? Right, right, right. And it's interesting because imagine if you gave that parent an option, say, we found the Down syndrome gene, they're going to have it. We can switch it off. Right. What do you want to do? And then you're like, well, let's switch it off. They're right, like, let's, right. let's continue it, right? So I, I think that that will probably be the case one day. But I think like stem cells or generative medicine will probably go that route. But if you if you go and you mutate the gene, why can't you take it one step further? What if it's like, well, we can't mutate the gene, but we can grow uh, like a new heart right. using your blood. Right. And we'll just transplant it right now. You know, that we can do that now. Like, we can do that yep. now, which is incredible. So, that's what they did. That's how they cured my dad's cancer. They how? Used, they used his own stem cells to, mm. like, completely regenerate his immune system. He has to get his 18 month infant immunizations again in a couple of weeks. Wow. So, he's like yeah. younger internally. He's, yeah, like, he. Um, which brings up an interesting question Is he going to get immunized? That's a good question. Them knowing me, they they talk to me about that because um, I, I do think uh, immunizations have like a key place in the reason why we're so healthy today. But um, a lot of people don't know you can just request a lower scheduled immunization, right? And that's what it's called. I think is just a lower schedule, and literally the only difference is what they use yeah. to mix it with. It's what they dilute the, and do they, the Can they the draw it out too? Which I think it's a delayed. Either. It's a they delayed. They can draw it out, but I, I believe isn't it something with like the 
salt, like the solution that they like kill the virus with too. So it's like the higher the higher schedule one has more aluminum and like things that have been considered dangerous, and then the well, lower one has less. What they're doing now is like let's say like I don't know how many vaccines you remember having as a kid, right? But like it was probably maybe ten to twenty at the right. most, right? Like I probably had. 20 at the most, you know, the kids nowadays are probably 36, right. right? 40, right? So nowadays, instead of sticking the kid four or five times each time they go in, they're like, we'll just combine it into one shot, right. one and mega that's shot. The and that's the danger right. because if you look at the preservatives that are in there, like the aluminum, uh, they put like uh, fetal monkey uh, kidney tissue in there and stuff like that too. It's not that they have mercury in there. They removed all the mercury out of there, right? right? right. The, the thing is, is that you have aluminum in there. And so... Which has never been proven to have any benefit in the human body. It's the only thing on the periodic table that has that situation. But it has been proven that in high doses, it can be a neurological toxin, right? right? And you have a developed developing neurological system and so you're thinking like at what point will the tolerance factor right. kick in to where now you're saying this is too much for that body right. and I, regardless of how you want to look at it, like our kids on a delayed schedule and i'm that parent that comes in there i talked to the pediatrician before like i have to have to delay this schedule because i just don't want to bombard the system with too much at first right. it's not right. that i'm against it it's right. just i think it's way too much at first right. and so if you yeah. think about this and i'm not saying this is right or wrong but the vaccines have a national vaccine like safety program to where um, you can report an injury from a vaccine, but the companies cannot be sued for an injury directly related to the vaccine. Right, like you right, cannot sue yeah. the vaccine company. Right. And you got to imagine. So like they many, get free trials. Well, right. no, you just imagine how many kids have been injured, but then at the same time, like how many billions of dollars have been paid out to basically say, oh, you got injured? Okay, here you go. But then they still say, you still need to get this. You still need to get it, right? Yeah. You still need to get your flu shot. You need to get um, uh, your DTAP. You need to get your pneumonia, well, which I, I agree with, you know, for a certain extent. That was the thing. I mean, he, my dad had to sign when he was going through chemo. Like it was already destroying his immune system just by mm -hmm. going through chemo. So him and my mom had to sign, like, since she was the only one living with him at the time, like, they both had to sign that they would get flu, flu vaccinations. And I think my brother came home from school, and so my mom made him get one, too. And I just kind of stayed away from the house for a bit and didn't get one. My dad and my brother both got the flu immediately <laughs> after getting their vaccinations. And that scared me because my dad, like, could have died from it. Right, you know? right. Um, but, yeah, when they were, when I was talking with them about vaccinations and I told them I didn't get the flu one and kind of explain my reasoning. I just said, Dad, I don't care like what you choose for most of your stuff that you're doing to treat this, but when it comes to the vaccinations, please like definitely split up the ones that they normally combine because that I really think is gonna help you in the long run. So they, they particularly listen to me because they know about the MMR right. vaccine controversies and things like that. So I think it's such an interesting topic. It's yeah. just in general because because you have these two factions, right? You have the the anti-vax, and you have the you know the other side that's like, yeah, they're you know they're batshit crazy. For, yeah. yeah. And there and there's and I get it. There's no selling point to nuance like yeah. this conversation. There's no selling point. Right? No, right? It's, people, it's your decision. Yeah. People want to. People want you know one side of the fence or the other, yeah. or you know win the argument, lose the argument, and there's there's. There's no the whole, just tell me what to do. The right? There's no like, hey, we can draw out the schedule. We can do these type of things. Yeah. Um, to minimize the impact on a young immune system, right? Yeah. And that's, and I think that's the the whole thing about it. So when I went into the military, 
it, and I've often wondered this because when you go on deployment, man, they just, it, no telling what was in those shots. Yeah. It, and you don't, you really, have no choice. You you have have no choice. choice. Yeah. Right. To the extent to where they, you know, the air guns, doosh, those yeah. things, both shoulders, boom, boom. You still got the scars? Oh, yeah. Probably <laughs> so. It's probably yeah. way up my back <laughs> yeah, over yeah, here. You know? yeah. That swole thing, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but it was like the glass needle, right? Like the old school doosh, syringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't God. imagine what they hit on the immune system. Now, you're talking, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds, roughly. But still, that's a big hit on an immune system. Yeah, take in that much. I, uh, but I beg. And I, under stress, too, because, you know, the yeah. whole stress of pre-deployment and all of that and, and just the fact of the theater that you're getting. right. I mean, there's just stress that's probably bringing down the immune system. And then, bam, bam, you're just loading it up with with the uh, vaccines. Yeah. But I Who bet you one? I bet you the preservatives in there were a lot less than the ones they have now because they're all right. modified, right? It's just like the food. Like the bread that you ate in the military was probably a lot healthier than Mrs. Baird's bread or whatever that you're right, serving right, down the right, road, right? It's right. just because over time it be got, became processed. There was a the food babe on uh, Instagram was showing like here's um, cereal like honey nut oats or whatever the American version the ingredients and here's the UK one right and it was just completely right. different like there was like additional like 10 ingredients in the US one for no damn reason right other than it's just cost effective and, and whatever but going back to the saturated fat with with Michelle that's the thing that people don't understand it's like well, I'm eating healthy. I'm, I'm doing oil and all that stuff too. I'm like, yeah, but when you go out to eat at your favorite restaurant, do you ever ask them what oil they're cooking in it? Right. right? Because yes. it could be canola oil for all you right. know, right? And you have, uh, like there was a commercial the other day. I was flicking off at the, the TV because they were talking about canola oil and how healthy it is and there's no high fructose corn syrup and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's bullshit because it is so processed <laughs> right. and it's inflaming all these arteries. It's not the butter that everyone told you was the issue. Right, it's right, not the right. chicken egg yolk right, that right, they said right. you should stay away from because you have cholesterol problems it's like it's all that oil that is like you know basically a, a very easy way to burn and, and cause inflammation in your arteries that's what the issue is everything's deep fried and cooked in it right and i think uh was it like uh casa de luz doesn't even use oil yeah, yeah like they don't they don't ever use oil like at all right which is incredible because you think like how do you cook food right <laughs> i guess friends told me she uses water i didn't know i mean she's like way on the vegan side what about those air fryers Oh, I saw that. I saw that today too. They, the rotisserie chicken that they basically right, right, did right, that with. Right. Why not? Yeah. And then yeah. you have places like Picnic that only uses avocado oil, right? Right. And stuff right. like that. And so, there's definitely like options, yeah. right? Like there's different. There's definitely ways to do it in a healthy way. But it's going back to the old mentality. Like, um, I think well, maybe it was a uh, uh, wolf that said. Uh, I think he's using like lard. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a Mexican thing. Like, honestly, right? Like, oh, you remember is, the lard sure. and the Crisco, yeah. like, back in the day? And you'd be like, that's so unhealthy. And I'm like, maybe it's not. Like, maybe it's not as bad as using all the corn oil and the cottonseed oil and yeah, the peanut oil. Are, yeah, it, definitely. We, we use uh, animal fats to cook in. Well, that's yeah. just looking at the, the chemistry of the fat, too. A saturated fat is way more stable than an unsaturated fat. That's why you see olive oil going rancid just by sitting out by the stove for too right. long. So like, yeah, olive oil and avocado oil, or I'm going to exclude avocado oil from that. Olive oil, all those other plant-based oils tend to be okay as long as they're kept cool. Right. Avocado oil is really the only, and coconut oil, are like the two plant-based ones that, high heat. that are okay at high heat. And even still, coconut oil is really the only one you should take at the highest heat because it's saturated. Yeah. 
But then after that, that's why butter and, and lard and things like that are safer for cooking because they're not gonna they're not gonna degenerate and become rancid when you're cooking with them. Yeah. So Michelle, it's interesting because Michelle's mom is living with us right now, and to see some of the stuff that she brings back from the store is just like. <laughs> giving Michelle a pain what is this back. doing? I mean, it's just like, what is this doing in our don't, house? Don't like, touch like my food. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. Like, you're going to eat all that? Yeah. <laughs> She's in the, uh, you know, but she is right smack dab in that generation that was just freaking pounded by, you know, use Crisco, use, you know, um, nope, does these, good. Uh, vegetable oils are much better for you than, you know, no. just hammered, hammered. And I feel for that generation because on the one hand, you know, science conquered a lot of diseases during that time. So there was so much faith put into science in the medical profession because, you know, polio was eradicated. You know, all Small of these. Was, yeah, right. Yeah. All the, and, you know, we put a man on the freaking moon, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's so there was so much, uh, how can I say, faith put in both medicine and the government during that time period. And then when you tell that generation, Hey man, what they that's wrong information now. I mean, it is like I might as well be talking to this thing. I yeah. mean, it's just like Oh nope, yeah. You're not getting through. I mean, you're just not gonna get through. So I have uh I had this client here I think she came in last <laughs> month and I came back from uh Oklahoma City for a Christmas break and my mother in law had this photo that was taken by her uncle. And it was, um, I have it over there, I'll show you it in a second, but it shows JFK and uh, Governor uh, Conley in the car in Dallas next to the grassy knoll. And it's incredible because he took the photo and it's a right. perfect shot of them right before it happened. And I was like, God, I got so many questions I want to ask them. Right, you know, right. And they said, well, the uncle's not alive anymore. And I was like, that's incredible because at the time, he was probably the most popular president, right? right? And and you, I would be curious to ask someone from that generation, what did you think about that, right? Because I'm fascinated with something like that, right? But to this day, we still don't know, right? And right. and you and you question it. Like, it's it's okay now to question it and think like, oh, you know, like I wonder what happened. There was a, maybe a second shooter, or maybe the government covered it up or whatever, right? right? right, right. But back in the day, you couldn't, right? Like you, right. you had no idea, right? And and it kind of looked at like 9-11. Right? You couldn't say anything about it now. So you, you say things like milk is bad for you to an older person. They look at you like respect your elders and respect <laughs> the idea that I, I'm not going to drink 2% and low-fat milk. I'm going to drink whole milk like my, my dad did. He worked on the farm milking the cow right, and right, I grew right. up healthy and strong and so did he. He lived till 75. And he lived till 75. <laughs> he smoked cigars and drank whiskey right, right, and all that right, stuff. Right, and, you right. know, he was hard working. He didn't have all these issues like you have like restless leg syndrome. You know, like right, he didn't right, have right. that shit. You know, I'm like, you're right. But then again, like his cow wasn't being pumped full of hormones. You right. know, so. Right. It's all, yeah, you have to look at all of that. It, it's funny because, but it's not really funny. So my, my dad had, uh, the, the uh, beginnings of prostate cancer, right? He's, he's in his 80s now. I mean, you know, and um, so he had that taken care of. I think they went in and, and um, they called it, um, I have this, this image of a hole punch, but essentially they punched out the cancerous areas of his, were able to save his prostate. They just kind of punched out the cancerous areas. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. So he went through that. Come to find out, he's got, uh, you know, he's been, like, lethargic and just kind of not himself. I was like, you, 
you really need to go have your, um, your hormone levels checked. I mean, you, all, all the signs of like, and you're older, you know, you probably have low testosterone. Why don't you go have that checked out? I mean, it's a yeah. very easy fix if, yeah. it, if you do. Sure enough, you had low testosterone. His doctor did not want to prescribe testosterone because of his prostate, prostate cancer. Yeah. And I was like, fire your doctor, Dad. Fire <laughs> Fire him. Right. And my, and my dad's like, oh, you know, he's a doctor. He's been, you know, we kind of got into this, you know, you went to med school, you went to freaking, you've got a degree in poli sci for Christ's sake. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, well, dad, do some independent research. You know, it, this is the thing. You're 80 years old. What if you taking, you know, testosterone treat, what if that causes a cancer to come back years down the road? You want quality of life right now. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, long story short, finally got him to question his doctor. His doctor would not do it. Mm -hmm. um, so he did. He's like, well, I'm going to go to somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, he did you finally find someone. Yeah, he did. See, that's the interesting thing, because um, <clears throat> I was just listening to a, a hormone talk yesterday by this OBGYN and um, the knock on breast cancer and hormone replacement has been there is a link between hormone replacement, uh, an estrogen in women, and a breast cancer link. And then uh, it's funny, you talk to most medical doctors, they'll say, check the prostate when you're giving guys testosterone. Well, here's the thing about it. I have a, 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 a my father-in-law has been practicing medicine forever. And, and it's great because we had these conversations. He told me one time, he said, I would check this prostate, the PSA on, on a gentleman of his for years and years and years. And it was fine. Took an MRI of his lower back just because he was having back issues, right? Older gentleman, and they had a tumor on the prostate they found. He goes, I would have never known based off the idea I was checking his blood work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like incredible because even at that point, you're taught in medical school, do not do anything to trigger prostate cancer, right? So stay away from things like testosterone replacement right. because it could cause or it could cause heart disease and all that stuff too. Right. When in reality, you think about just like we were talking about with the, the NAD, if you're a guy, as you get older, you're going to have deficiency in testosterone. Right. If you give testosterone to a guy, they feel like a million bucks again. Right. I'm sure your dad was felt a difference, he right? Feels incredibly better, and and you know, it's not supernatural testosterone levels that he's at now. I mean, he's this kind of which would be, I, I guess, uh, middle of the road. And yeah. This is this is per. Um, how can you say per um, the population middle of the room? Yeah, yeah. So that's still low, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And he still feels a hundred times better, which, in my mind, that's a win. Yeah, a exactly. Win. And that's yeah. the quality of life that you talked about. And you say, like, look, it's my body. I want to do what I want with it. Let 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 me experience what it's like to feel good again, right? Right. And there's I. That's why I said it's hard to find a doctor who's willing to go on a limb and say, I agree with you in right. that sense, because there is research that shows there is some estrogen that will protect against breast cancer, but it's the bioidentical and it's like, it's E3. It's not necessarily the synthetic stuff that everyone's giving you, right? But you go to a doctor and most of them will say, no, I'm not touching that. Right. Yeah. I understand it. It's their license. They have it boards. Is. There's liability. I There's, certainly agree with that. So, yeah. so when you have like I, the latest thing that you'll get a kick out is too. For about a month or two, we got like ten requests for high dose vitamin C. The point where like it's like a hundred grams, like where chemo patients would get. Right, right. And one, two people actually yeah. called, and they had they didn't have cancer. They didn't have chemo. They weren't going through any of that. They just basically said, "I just want to do this as a preventative measure." And I called uh, uh, Guillermo, 
yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Reese. And I was like, hey man, what do you think about that? Are you getting all these requests? And he's like, man, if you start getting that high, you got these issues with you know labs you got to worry about right. and all this stuff too, and and you got to worry about this protocol and, the acidity, and this and the acidity. And they're like, he goes, man, we just unless it's an necessity, I wouldn't touch it. I really wouldn't mess with it. And so I'd have to tell these people, I'm like, why do you want this? They're like, well, I just keep reading how it's prevented. I'm like, yeah, but there's glutathione, there's NAD, there's turmeric, right, right, right. there's all these other things you could do. But they're like, nope, this is what I've been reading. And I really want to do this. So how much do you charge for like per gram of vitamin C? And I was like, I, I don't know. I said, we've never been asked that before. I really don't know how to tell you this stuff. But so be it. There's probably someone who will go out of their way and say, yeah, you can come to me. I'll give this to you here. Right. And, and, and then they'll probably be a happy customer. But going back to the idea of saying, if somebody wants to do something with their body, they're going to find someone and they're going to say, yeah, I agree with that. Right. I want to do it. If it's, if it's logical, I don't see a lot of problem with it. From my standpoint, I was like, I just don't want the liability. Sure. You know? Yeah. So this doctor that, you know, saw it with your dad, he's like, you know what? I've dealt with this before. I know what to do. I've been I in the situation. I know my risk. Right. I'm going to do this. Because he's 80 years old. He's like, you live long enough, your prostate's going to have cancer in you. And the, yeah. And the, <laughs> the doctor told him, we can monitor your prostate. That's not a, you know, we run into problems, we back off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, as easy as that. But he's like, I agree with your son. I mean, you're 80 years old. Let's get some quality. <laughs> you know, do you want to drag out another 20? My dad's always saying, you know, he's going to live to 120. And I was like, to your point, do you want 40 more years of just kind of moping <laughs> yeah. around, dragging around? Yeah. Or would you rather have 10 years of just boom? Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I know it's going to happen one day. We'll all get it too. But I'm kind of doing like, how can I like do all the natural ways before I get to that oh, point? Yeah, because sure. I'm going to have to have that talk when I'm like 45 with someone. Be like, yeah, technically my testosterone's at this, but I think it should be at this. And they're going to say, I can't give it to you because you're not out of range. And I'm right, going to say, right. yeah, but I don't feel right. Right. I know the difference. Right. And like you said, the range is like, who cares about the range? As long as I'm my heart's okay and my prostate's fine, all that, I feel better functioning at this. Right. And I think that for everyone, it's their own individual thing, just like goes back to the vaccines, yeah. goes back to the food they eat, but it's listening to your body. And right. the idea is that the doctors should do everything they can to make sure that, uh, you know, they do everything in good faith and nothing crazy. Like if somebody wanted to have plastic surgery to cut off their nose or give them, you know, a boob job or a butt job, like no one bats an eye. They're like, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's you, want, you want bigger boobs? Yeah, there you right, go. Right. You want them redone again? Boom. You can have them done again. Right. And those are very dangerous operations as well too right i mean sure. anytime you go <laughs> under the knife um i just had a, uh, a a close friend of mine who had her breast implants removed um she had them she only had them for a few years but then um she didn't feel right right and it just and there's some groups now because of the 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 casing or right, I, don't, I don't know if it's silicone casing around the, the implants themselves but there's coming out now that women they just don't feel good like they start having these weird symptoms yeah yeah you know some after... people calling it breast plant toxicity right, yeah i've heard right. that yeah so she wasn't necessarily feeling uh, off a whole lot yeah. but she was like yeah this is sketchy you know so yeah. she had it removed um she wound up get having an infection right having them removed Going in, no problem, but having a reach wound up with an infection. So, yeah, that I mean, it's risky. Anytime you get cut on yep. in that environment, I mean, you're putting yourself at risk. Oh, yeah, and and we do 
like think about plastic surgery. There's there's people that have like chemo, they have a mastectomy, and they get it replaced, right? And right. That, I mean, just no one bats an eye at it. That's that's fine. Right. But then the people who want to continue to do work done and have work done, have Botox and have the fillers and all that stuff. Right. That's essentially their way of saying I want to promote anti aging. Right. And this right. is the way I want to do it, yeah. right? I'm saying like, well, I don't want Botox. Like, I'd rather do NAD right. or do glutathione right. or like healthy, you know, food in order to maintain that longevity. And so, the biohackers that that go that route, it's interesting because I know that they're trying to basically almost cheat the aging process. But um, there's a lot of work that goes into it, right. right? There's a lot of work, and it's a maintenance, right? Like you work out as much as you do. And I'm sure people look at you in the gym like, damn, dude, that guy, what is he taking here? What is he doing all the time? That guy, right, you, right, right. you must be healthy all the time and just work out all the time. Like, yeah, but this is how I like to live. This right, is how right. I'm going to function. And I'm pretty sure when you're 80, you're still going to be lifting. If I can, you're right. damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. And if I need testosterone replacement, you're damn right. I'm going to be doing that, too. It, Who yeah. knows what we'll have at that point, right? right? I mean, right. peptides are the new thing. Right. So right. we might be doing that. But, yeah, I mean, you – uh. Remember Mike Schmidt, baseball player? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They asked him about uh, steroids. Right. He's like, how do you feel about all these cats like Barry Bonds and all them that get accused of all this? He goes, man, if we would have had that back in the day, we'd all be doing it. Because <laughs> right. why not, right? right. Like, you're, why not? He's like, exactly. hey, you're going to get 10 years cut off your life, but you're going to hit 1,000 more home runs, and you'll you're definitely get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you'll get immortalized. You'll be in the Hall of Fame. You'll make $10 million, and, uh, and like, everyone's going to remember your name. Why would I not do that? It's yeah. either be a minor league player for the rest of your life making $20,000 a year or make a $50 million contract and people remember you for a few years and all of a sudden you get into the hall. Right. It's a no-brainer. Right. And so we watched a, a documentary, uh, was it Bigger, Stronger, Faster? Right. Chris yeah. Bell, right? Right. And Merrick, my wife, looks at me and she goes, why do you, people care if they're taking steroids? And I was like, I don't know. Right. That's a really good question. I couldn't defend it. Right. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – so – if you want to see a really good documentary, Icarus. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. All right. Super, super good documentary about, uh, about uh, first of all, steroid use and about the, the Russians uh, during the, the Winter Olympics in Russia, um, about how they masked the whole blood doping. Oh, it's yeah, It's yeah. incredible. The whole thing's very, very incredible. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Is that right. a fairly new documentary? Uh, maybe a couple years. Old. That's the one with Putin on the on the the, the poster, right? It may be. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're talking about. Is it yeah. the one where like the guy started it out trying to just get himself doped up to prove? Yes. And then it turned into him. He's an amateur like, cyclist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it starts off. He was an amateur cyclist. Uh, in in amateur cycling, they have you know categories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, category one, I think, is the highest level. Um, and they in this, what happens is so they have the tour Tour de France. And then they have like a minor version of that for the Cat One riders. Yeah. Right. And he was always like, he would always say like he was you know maybe number twelve or so in the world. Yeah. But he said something's going on because the top ten or so are like way ahead of the other the rest pack. of the pack. Yeah. And he's like, they're doping, right? So so you know. Rumors, they have yada, to. Yada, yada. Right? Like, he's they like, they're to. doping. So his first question was, I'm going to dope, and I'm going to find someone who knows what they're doing so I can dope. I want to be safe, yes, but I want you know, I, I want to be up with that pack. Yeah. And I want to see if I can do it if I'm doping. Can I do it? So yeah. that's how the documentary starts. And then it just goes 
way off of this tangent. To, to help him were Russians. Yes, the Russians. And then he accidentally <laughs> got pulled into like, oh shoot, this is the ring. It's <laughs> yes, it's it's an incredible documentary. I I'll highly totally watch it. I, suggest. I thought it was about politics, and I'm no, like, I don't want to go that. down that rabbit hole or whatever. But no, I, I know what you're talking about because I see it. I always pass by it. But see, I'm I'm fascinated with the steroids. I remember. Um, Back in like elementary school, I read a report on Sports Illustrated, and I forget the guy's name. He was with the Raiders, uh, Oakland Raiders back in the day. Uh, oh, Lyle Alzado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had steroids, and he, right. I remember it was the cover, and he was blamed as like, here's what you shouldn't do. Right, right. He's he a poster child. He's a poster child because he died of steroids. Right. Like, it's basically what it was. But then I remember writing about it back in the day. I was like, yeah, this is why as an athlete, I'll never do steroids right. and blah, blah, blah. But then as you get older, you look at what's out there and the science has gone along with it, right? right. So when Barry Bonds was getting questioned about, yeah, I, I don't know what my trainers are giving me. I'm like, that's bullshit. You know exactly what they're, but they're not just giving steroids. Right. They're giving peptides and right. growth hormones and, all, and your head grew when you were 40. Like your feet grew when you were 40. Right. That's that's not from steroids. That's something right, else, right? right? right, right. But uh, you look at Lance, right? And seven-time Tour de France winner right. who doped. Right. They didn't say, here's his cheater and his doper. They said seven-time Tour de France winner. And so he'll always be remembered for that, right? right. When the rest of the pack, everyone else is doing it. Right. They right. didn't win the seven times in a row. He did. Right. So there was still some talent And there. they were all doping, right? They were all doping. <laughs> and that's the thing. And it, it, when it comes to baseball, you still have to hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how big, how strong you are, you still have to lay bat on the ball. Which oh, is yeah. probably the like hardest so, thing to do. Anyway. Which is yeah. one of the hardest things in sports yeah. to do. I mean, it, just look at the math of what's going on, the reaction times that have to take. A batter has to swing as the ball is released from the pitcher's hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I already know where it's coming. Spin on the ball. Right. So it's incredibly, steroids is not going to help you with that. No. And on the flip side of that, if someone were to have uh, corrective surgery so that they now have 2010 vision, no one would think twice about that. No. 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 And that was was the thing in Chris Bell because they said um, there's uh, like uh, people in the orchestra in the symphony, right? They give them uh, like beta, beta blockers, blockers right. right? Because they're nervous. No one ever bats an eye at it. All right. the uh, fighter pli- uh, pilots, right? right? Given like Adderall to stay focused because they're right. flying for hours up there and they're like, we need something to stay awake. Yeah. They're basically performance enhancing drugs. And I think like, well, look at wrestling. What if everyone took steroids just like them, right? It would be like this massive like game and entertainment that everyone be like wow that's cool because we just want people to hit home runs we want better dunk we want we want stronger arms we want 80 yard touchdown passes right like you we crave that even though we condemn them right we want that because if you look at the bodybuilders now compared to when arnold and all they were doing it even atlas and and all those cats were doing it back in the day like (laughs) totally different yes totally well then they'll do things like they'll juice the balls right like that was a whole thing as well oh yeah they had the vaseline on the hat little little pine tar and like a sandpaper on the gloves and all that snot balls right Right. like all that you're always gonna find an edge right like everyone's looking it's i mean you're talking about people who are highly competitive right and i think that's one thing that that the general public doesn't get is is that first of all that mindset when you were talking about um, um, so there and I can't remember who or where I read this but it's often repeated and I hope I'm not repeating something that's like an old wives tale or whatever but, <laughs> but the question to Olympic athletes was if you could win a gold medal but die ten years later 
by taking uh, by doping, mm -hmm. would you do it? Hell and it's yeah. like hell yeah. <laughs> not not, a not question. even a question. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely. Would so. You're not. You're never going to get doping out of sport ever. I don't care how much testing. The the, the well, the science gets even more advanced. The science right? gets more it? advanced, right? Yeah. Watch Icarus for for that. Uh, yeah, I totally will. Was well, it like you would imagine like ten years from now you're gonna be like, oh, everybody was doping in this new way that we didn't know how to test right. until now. You know, and it's well now that you can cover it up, and now this is the new thing. Like right. you know, because. I mean, it's just like with any advancement. That was the Balco thing. It was the clear. Exactly. It could not be tested for. And they still, none of those athletes tested positive. No. They went down because, because uh, gosh, I can't, uh, Victor Conte yeah, was subpoenaed right. and he had to turn over his records. Yeah. Right? And so the doping was. They couldn't find him. They could not <laughs> find And that's the thing. It's like, that's incredible because it was just a cream. Right. That's all it was because before it was injectables, right? right? And he's like, well, let's let's see the marks on it. I think Clemens even had. He did deals like, well, I don't know what I was giving. It's like, well, you're giving your wife that stuff. He's like, yeah, I was giving like growth hormones for her because she wanted it. It was elective. Oh, okay, that's fine. But you're a professional athlete. You shouldn't be able to do that. I'm like, well, right. why not? If I want my head to grow bigger, that's my own decision. Right. You want me to keep going up there and throwing fastballs to get us into the World Series, but you don't care that it's basically shrinking my testicles and causing me to like cry at night and losing my hair. Like, I don't care. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. I saw a quote from uh, Muhammad Ali. He's like, I hated training every day. Right. But the idea to be a champion is what made me continue every day because I'll live on forever. Right. And that's essentially what it is. Every, every uh, historical figure that we still remember and talk to this day that we make references to, we don't even care the sacrifices that came behind closed doors because remember they achieve greatness by doing this. It's only nowadays that we even immortalize CEOs and entrepreneurs because they say, oh, Gates is now worth 97 billion. They're doing this, but no one ever says like, well, yeah, but look at his clothes. Like it looks like he got at the dollar store, <laughs> right. right? Like, but what they don't care about that, right? Cause they're like, well, they achieved money. Right, That's right, a right. flip from where it was back in the day because Nolan Ryan was like the first baseball player to make a million dollars. Like, yeah. you know, Rock Crew and all them, the cats, Lou Brock, like, they didn't make Jack. Right, right. Babe Ruth was probably the most, ex, you know, expensive player back in the day. He was, like, sold and right. traded for, like, what, 500000 at the most? Yeah. That was, like, $20 million, you know, back in the day, right? And he was up there, like, doing blow and, you know, going out the <laughs> night before and right, all that, right, right. drunk hitting home runs, and right. he was the fattest guy on the team. <laughs> and they were like, this is the best athlete in the world right there, man. He, he, and right. everyone loved him. Right. You know? And now, like... You see people that want to make that that jump, and I say, well, let them do it. Why not? It's entertainment for me. It I mean, is, NFL, yeah. like, I mean, NFL's kind of a joke after a while, right? Like, you're going to kill someone that's basically on the field, and also, right. oh, my God, this sport's violent. But we want that. We want the touchdown celebrations and, you know, all that. So, right. And Lance Armstrong said that about the tour. He's like, who, by the way, never tested positive. Still hadn't. Never tested positive, yeah. right? Has admitted to, to doping. Yeah, now he did, yeah. Right. But, yeah, so everybody else is doping too, which was his point when he went over to Europe as a as a youth, the first time they were up, he's like, we got to level up. Yeah, because we'll never boys make it. know some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. only did, did they grow up riding, but they're doping. Yeah. And if, if, you know, if, Team Postal is going to be able to even compete with these guys. We're going to have to level up. Yeah, because it wasn't like he won the first time he competed. Right. Like, he didn't. Like, he had cancer, yeah. and then and then he came back. And right. I think after that, he saw it. And it's like Barry Bonds. I heard that he was getting kind of jealous from, like, King Griffey Jr. and all the other people who were getting all the acclimates. And he was like, 
well, I'm just as good as them. Right. And what he's like, he's going to get in the Hall of Fame eventually. Like right. he's going, he's still the home run leader. Right. And what Roger you Maris. You still have to hit him. You still have to hit him. Roger right. Maris, you know, beat Ruth and he didn't have any PEDs, you know, like Bonds right. did. And he had that whole brace that took up his whole arm, crowded the plate for it. That was unfair, right? <laughs> I mean, there's the, the hypocrisy around steroids is just incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, do you I think mean, it's because of the way it influences kids? I mean, that's the excuse, right? It's like right, it influences yeah. and kids. I, and I and get like... that, right? Because it, and it, so I'm conflicted in, in that, right? So professional sports, I agree. They should It should be gloves off, you know, whatever. You're big boys. Yeah. You're a professional. You've chosen this route. Hey, do whatever. Yeah. I hope you do it smartly, yeah. but do whatever. I can tell you my own personal case. I grew up in a gym. So I was around steroids from, I mean, junior high. I knew what they were. I knew how they affected. But the people that I was around, the, the guys who were older than I was, it was always, this is available. But the teaching was that if you start to use, you never go up another level. So in other words, if you're going to use steroids in high school, you can forget going to college and playing ball. Yeah, if you use sense. in college... If you have to use to compete, you're not going to go up to the next level. Yeah, that makes and sense. And that's always stuck in my mind. It wasn't like like a big scare tactic. It wasn't, you know, all of that. It was very, very practical. This is this is what we know from from uh, you know from just the empirical evidence. You never go up a rung after you start using. That makes sense. And the, and the theory is that you have to use to stay competitive at whatever level you're at. And that always stuck in my mind. Yeah. And it was never like... Because you're not going to learn a new skill because of the, because of the, the steroids, basically. No, yeah. you're not. I mean, you're going to recover faster. Is essentially... I mean, that's the big draw to steroids, is you can recover faster. Yeah. Which is why tour riders... The last thing a tour rider wants to do is, is put on weight. That's yeah, the correct. last thing they want that to do. That is true. But they want to recover very, very quickly. Yeah. Right? If you, I don't know if you remember a few... Uh, tours back Floyd Landis I don't mm -hmm. know if you yeah, yeah. Yep. and he made that amazing recovery and came back and won the won the stage and you wound up testing positive yeah right after <laughs> that course. but yeah <laughs> that's when he threw Lance under the bus too right. I was like oh, he's that, doing it too that's, that's <laughs> when the whole <laughs> yeah. the, the wheels started coming off yeah the but I I mean it from a uh, moral standpoint I was always like if I make it to the pros damn right yeah you damn right I am. I mean, because it's the game has changed at that point. Yeah, um, that's your meal ticket, right? That's because your meal ticket. That if, is how you're earning your money. Yeah, yeah, if you have someone that says I'm feeding my family, and I got to make sure that, uh, that I put food on the table, this is all I know. Right. Like, what else am I going to do? Right. Because think about it, if a professional athlete's life uh, and career is what to if you make it to past 35 in your professional sport. You're a dinosaur. Right. And football is like, you've got three years. That's the average. Three years, right? So you come out of college, by the time you're 25, 26, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So then do you think, do you think someone like Tom Brady is doing something? He's got to be doing something because his know. diet is obscenely bad. <laughs> Wait, and his training regimen. What is his diet? Because a lot of people seem to think it's paleo. It's whatever, whatever Giselle tells him to. Bother <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would listen to. He's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever okay. she wants. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I should not. Celery juice. Yeah, celery I, I, juice all celery day. It's like whatever, babe. I'll do I've it. I've just seen some crazy stuff, and like, is you know, but 
hey, he's 40 years old and still in the league, so I should I should shut the hell up. I mean, I, he's I, doing something right. I'm just saying, he, like you still have to coordinate the plays. Is, you still have, like right. that's still very impressive, right? Like it it's is not, super impressive because like I remember we watched the Super Bowl. I mean, it was funny. I think you were gone the first half against Atlanta, right? I think you were gone, and you walked in, and it was, what, 35-3 or whatever right, whatever it was? Right, right. And he comes, and I said, you came in just in time. Brady's about to come back. And sure enough, like, we watched it happen. I was like, I don't care if he's on this. I don't care. Like, you can't do that unless you're just that right. good. And if he is, I've got no whatever, man. I don't care. Good. It was yeah. entertaining, right? No one could, because they still like, I don't care. That was amazing to watch. It right. was like, um, cause then you would think, well, he's not the only one doing it. He's not. Right? Yeah. Like, there's plenty and plenty <laughs> of other guys would do it too. But like, um, uh, there was a 30 for 30 with Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson and Nolan Ryan were my two favorite players growing up. Right. I absolutely. Cause Nolan Ryan was 40 years old, beat the shit out of Rob Ventura. who was like 23 <laughs> right. and still played 27 yeah, I years. I want like, that poster. Right yeah. We here, still want that up there. We're just going like this. <laughs> right, right, That's right. all Texan right there. Uh, anyway, a holograph, right? right. <laughs> but Bo Jackson, you talk about badasses, Bo Jackson, two way sport, basically hit that ground ball that went up and popped Nolan in the mouth, right? Blood on the Jersey. And he still right. stayed in, but Bo Jackson, was this freakish athlete. And I remember in the documentary, they're like, I'm glad he played when he did because if he'd played nowadays, everyone would think he's doping. Right. And right. because he was just that freakish of an athlete. So you look at it and it's the competitive say, it's like, man, that guy's amazing. Muhammad Ali's like the greatest ever and he can do this and all right. that. And it's like, but like, I would never be as good as him unless I take this. Right. But I'm willing to do it right. so I can get the paycheck and right, all that. And right, they didn't right. do it for the paycheck back in the day. They yeah, just said, I, I want the glory. Right, right. And so I... Like I said, going back to your original question, why aren't they all doing it? I'm like, they probably are. But there's no telling what it is now because they're always two steps ahead. If you want to get caught, you're going to do everything you can to make sure you don't, right? And there's someone behind you that's saying, yeah, this is what you do to not do that. Right. The Balco thing was, I think it was pressure. That's all it was, right? Brady, I hope he's not doing anything, right? But at the same time, you'd be naive to think that there aren't guys out there that aren't. You know, right. so maybe he is, maybe maybe he's not. You know, if he is, more power to him, man. I, you know, whatever. And and so here's the thing too. So do you think that the and this has been Lance's argument too? He's like, I'll remind you that I never tested positive. And here's the thing: if you have a guy who's going on winning two tours, three tours, do you know how many people started watching the tour after because that? Of that? Because oh, yeah. of that. Do you know how much money the tour made off of the off his? Efforts? I mean, before that, you would Hell never no, know, right? Like, it's test positive. No, nobody even cared in Austin about this. Uh, besides the cycling world, remember, right. like, uh, there was that cycle place that was off of Barton Springs, and I remember we drove by one time, and they had a, at like what? Because the the Tour de France is on late, right? Because right. of the time difference, and it was like two in the morning, and they had a whole showing. And people were out there camping. I was like, you did not watch this shit right. at all beforehand. And I didn't either. But now I'm watching Tour de France. Like, we got to watch. We got to right, view right, from right. He's from Austin and all that stuff. They had uh, that Sheryl Crow concert afterwards here. 50,000 <laughs> people showed up to watch Sheryl Crow perform and congratulate Lance. He's on Oprah. He's on right. No one's watched it. Same thing with baseball. That, sh that strike happened, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, baseball's done. It's boring. And all of a sudden, you got a guy who's five foot five who's hitting 50 home runs a day. And like, that's awesome. Chicks dig the long ball. Remember, that's what they said. Yeah, Chicks yeah. dig yeah. the long yeah. ball, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with football <laughs> players, right? They want dunks. Right. You know, and if it's not happening with basketball players where they're getting, you right. know, jumping over Shaq, you know, seven foot two and all that, then it's Breaking like, it's the boring. basket down. Like, yeah. That was cool. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but it's like, you want to see that. And so people Check out want to CrossFit say, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? You seen the CrossFit games? The CrossFit games, oh, yeah. Lately, the last five years, six oh, yeah. years or so, you start throwing money, big money, and big Someone's fame doing at a something. sport, I guarantee you the top 
five, six, seven, I guarantee you they're doping. And not because I'm jealous, because they're of what they're doing. More power to them. Yeah, it's a professional sport. Yeah. But so yeah, they still have to go out there and put the time in. They and all still that. have. Oh, yeah. st- technically, they have to be great. But yeah, I well, mean, you look at those, and it's pretty easy to. T- so um, I'm trying to. Um, What's the guy's last name? Butts. Um, his name's. Uh, I, I could talk for you. You're gonna have to shut up. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Um, Casey Butts, maybe. I can't, I can't remember. But he he did a study on bodybuilders pre-steroid area era. So we're talking uh, up until about 61, 62 is when they think that steroids started entering the the picture. So if you look at the top bodybuilders prior to that. The um, John Grimmicks, these guys that were pretty freaking big. You can kind of Steve Reeves, that group of people. What he did was he looked at uh, wrist measurement, knee measurement, uh, muscle insertion, and you can start to equate kind of the limits to what the musculature someone can carry naturally. Yeah. Right? If you were gifted otherwise. Yeah. Right? So, you know. If you have uh, big bones, yep. right, so big joints, and your muscle insertions are such that they're they're down low, yeah. right, so in the bicep you don't have this big gap yeah. here, right, so just more availability of meat on the hoof to be able to to be able to grow. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you look at those guys, you can you can kind of tell the limits of hypertrophy on a human body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You take those same measurements to the top five, six, seven, eight, male or female CrossFit compared. They wait. They blow those proportions out. Why? Because they're doping. I, I, I would feel very, and I and I would feel very safe in saying that. You you're around sports long enough. You can, yeah, yeah, right. And and, and again, no judgment. No, I have like zero moral judgment for people who for, to I do that I don't, at all. But on the flip side of that, don't tell me you're natural. Yeah. Why you're using? Just say, hey, yeah, I, I'm doping. Well, then well, Arnold, so we all do it. Didn't Arnold do it? Oh, hell yeah. Now, now this is what's curious, too. The amounts that they were using back in the late 60s, early, you know, up to mid-70s, are laughable by today's standards. Freaking yeah. laughable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have a, a person I know that I asked him one time. I said, what do you take? Because he's a bodybuilder. And he's like, you don't want to know. <laughs> I was like, I do okay. actually want to know because right. what are you doing? And he's like, I got a cocktail. I, I, I put together myself and I'm doing, and he started naming all these words I never heard of before. And I was like, I don't know what any of that is. And then he's like, that's my, you know, daily. And then after my workouts, I do my post-workout and this, I give myself thyroid and insulin shots. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like let's go back again. You yes. know, it was like, how do you, why? And he started explaining. He's like, well, uh, because the insulin is going to help the glucose and the protein go into the muscles to help recover, repair, and build. The thyroid is going to reset my metabolism to where I'm never going to have that drop off in energy, so I can probably do two a days. And I'll and I'll, I'll make sure that all my hormone levels are maintaining a high level because of the deficiency. And I was like, okay, that's incredibly smart. And, and he went off on another tangent too. I said, but where are you getting these from? Because I know you're not walking to the doctor. An 80 right, old right, guy right. came and get fucking testosterone, right, right, right. you know, and he wants it. He said, well, we order them online. Of course you do. And he showed me the website, and there it is, everything you ever want. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And I said, it's kind of genius, actually, but who's monitoring all this? Right. No one. No one at all. And I was like, cool, so why? And he, he's not competing 
for anything other than he's just doing it for himself. Right. He's not any. He's not one competition to whatever. He's just a guy who likes to lift, and he's a trainer. And he trains other people, and so they're all passing around. So you ask them like, "Where do you get we, the gym?" My buddy right. gave me this. Yeah. This guy came over one time. Remember, he showed amino acids for horses. And he showed me, he's like, hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, well, I don't know, man, but there's a horse on here. And it says intended for horses. And I don't think you're a horse. Right. So, like, I wouldn't take this. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought, too. But this guy takes in gym, and he's ripped. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know what to t- What do you want? My recommendation? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I, it's for horses. Like, I don't know. So that is a subculture that is, yeah. I mean, it is nuts, crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But on the flip side, if you want to know about nutrition and about chemistry, they know that they freaking they know, know that. They, I'm they so do. like they're freaking yeah. chemists. They are. They are, and they they tell me things, and they like they based like you ever been you've been to the blogs, right? The blogs that go on there, yeah. and they have like the blood work down. They have right. the chemistry, like because they do it themselves. And I'm like, God, I, like I have to keep up with them because I, when I first started doing this, guys would come in. They're like, Well, I do this, I do this, and what do you think about this? And I'm like, Man, I haven't heard it before. I'm gonna go research it. And I was like, Damn, he was right. That's nuts. Like, how did he figure this out? And how did he learn from this? And so right. all these guys that are off the street doing this on their own, they don't go to doctors because the doctors don't know what they're talking about. Right, right. And I'm just, like, completely amazed. And I sit there looking like an idiot. And I'm like, well, let me tell you about vitamins. Like, yeah, bro, I've been doing creatine forever. And I got my BCAAs. And I do CLAs. And then I have this post-workout where I do this. and everything. I was like... Yeah, that's right. You do. But what do your kidneys look like? And what does your liver look like? Right. And you have all that acne on your back and your hair thinning and you cry all the time behind everyone's closed doors. And, you know, like you can't get it up for your wife. And it's just like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't care because I got big muscles and that's all that matters. And I'm like, okay. It's a a strange subculture, man. That's all I can say. But they, yeah. If you want to know about human, about chemistry, that's who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. That's who you talk to, right? Yeah. And, oh, by the way, these are the same people way back in the day who knew that you could fluctuate body weight by your carbohydrate intake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like way old school knowledge. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? They had a, uh, we had a friend who was competing, <clears throat> and she talked about carb loading before a competition. She's yeah. like, it's an exact science to it where we make sure we get the muscle mass and everything. Yeah. And I'm like... Why would you do that to what would you eat? He's like, well, pasta and pizza and all this shit. And then my trainer's telling me to do it. But before I was on a super clean, like right. very low carb diet, blah, right. blah, blah. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, what is that doing to your hormones? <laughs> like, what honestly, right? They're like, <laughs> right. there's nothing, but you see me, like, I'm right, in like right, right. and so then as you start seeing their competition to get closer and closer, like they put on muscle mass, but then like you can see their ribs. And they're like super skinny. And I'm like, Damn, that's crazy because as soon as the competition is done, boom, it all comes yep. back again. And I remember even wrestlers back in high school, when they used to weigh in, they would be uh, sucking on Jolly Ranchers all day. And they'd be spitting in a cup all day. I'm like, why are you doing that? They're like, i got to make weight. And I'm like, well, why are you doing the Jolly Ranchers? like, well, I'll drop, you know, 7, 10 pounds in the next, like, three days so I can right. make weight. That's genius. Yeah, and then they'll go sit in the sauna and sweat out the last few, and as soon as they make weight, they go eat a ton, so they're not completely right. drained right before they're... Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to, to follow bodybuilders in the few days before the competition and then <laughs> what they do the day of, oh, manipulations yeah. of carbohydrate intake and water Yeah, they like, and they, salt. They, they totally dehydrate and deplete themselves of salt. 
there's a girl that I know who is a pretty hardcore competitor, and it's crazy to see, like, the last time she had a show was maybe almost a year ago, and it was just her posting videos on Instagram all day of, like, backstage between the girls. The other competitors will bring just boxes of cupcakes and Oreos and be like, oh, hi, it's for us to share and I'll carve up together, but, like, right. if you have too much, you're going to get bloated. Right. So they're all just trying to, like bribe one another do to get all this bullshit to right. do whatever they can so that they're the best looking one. <laughs> of course they did. They, of course that happens, right? Right, right. Yeah. Let's talk uh, paleo effects. Right, yeah. 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 So it's What's coming up. food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, any April. any secrets you want to share? Anything, anything any exciting? Necessarily secrets. I mean, we still have, you know, the, the, you know, the big draws are coming back in. We, uh, one thing I'm excited about is we're having Tenth uh, Planet is coming back out again. So we're having the the World Championship BJJ competition yep. Yep. out there, which is really really cool. Um, you know this this movement is just it, it's gone so much beyond diet now, right? And so so we've we've traversed the the hurdle of it's beyond diet now it's lifestyle, yep. right? So. Um, we talk about all the lifestyle, you know, reducing stress, getting sleep, um, your tribe, the community you hang around with. All of these, by the way, are just like the essential elements of what makes for a, a long, happy, healthy life, right? But then we've moved into like shamanism, plant medicine, um, the financial side of yep. things, right? So we had, we had uh, discussions on <clears throat> blockchain, Bitcoin. Um, and we had a great discussion, I'm talking last year, about the difference between precious metals and Bitcoin. You know, what's the, what's the better play financially? Yeah. Um, talked about decentralization of education, right? How do we better educate our, our kids? Yeah. Um, so there's so many, so many other conversations that are going on. And yes, we still talk about diet. Yeah. Right. Because that's a central part of it. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> For instance, Sean Wells will be in this year, so keto is a big thing, yep. right? Um, we've had Dom Diagostino in years past, but keto keto is a is a big thing for the community at large, and we consider that a, an umbrella uh, under the um, under the paleo umbrella, yep. right? So it's another aspect to it. And oh, by the way, we would consider a pescatarian diet under the paleo umbrella too, right? Yep. If you take away the, the pastas and the refined carbohydrates, yep. I mean, you're, it's a paleo diet. Yep. Um, so, we're, so we're broadening this out, and, and these are all things that people who have been in this for many, many years just take at face value. But I think what's interesting is, is that the more and more people are starting to realize that paleo is so much more than a diet. But to answer your point, the show is reflecting that, yep. right? So we can bring in these these other elements and these other discussions, and it makes for, I think, a much more interesting show because it's not just about diet. Yep. It is about all these other things. Um, habit change, for instance, which is something that I am big on because you can have all the information in the world, but if you're not able to act on it yeah. day to day, yeah. you know what? Good, it just becomes an intellectual exercise, and not anything that's put into practice that you can show results from. Yeah, which I think is 
that's also been in the, well, it's been in the training realm forever, right? So, mm-hmm. so in training, there was always this, um, this butting of heads between like the um, high intensity people yeah. and what you would call like your general meathead that spends yeah. two hours a day in the gym working out, right? There was always this butting of heads, yeah. which I always thought was curious because who freaking cares at the end of the day do what you're going to do. If it works for you, great. Yeah. I mean, what, why argue about it? What's yeah. the, yeah. you know, what's the point? Who cares? I mean, if you want to work out, you know, um, twice a week, it, you know, 15 minutes each workout and then that's working for you. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. You know, let the guy spend two hours a, a day in the gym. Yeah. Right. He may be doing that for a lot more other reasons, myself included, than just lifting weights. For me, that's my meditation time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, now I do have to shift focus during the Paleo FX season because today I had I had like thirty minutes, yeah. and that was it. Boom! I got to get in, get it done, and, and get out. I, if I could, I would spend two hours a day in the gym yeah, I just too. because I in, yeah, I, I enjoy, enjoy the atmosphere. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, all the all the big names be out again this year, um, and always looking for that next person who has something else to add to the to the talk so last year one of my favorite people was Michaela Peterson yeah right so she came out and get, gave a talk and I was gonna ask you guys what you thought about the carnivore diet her story is very very interesting um, she kind of backed into this because you know she had a juvenile uh, rheumatoid arthritis she had a couple joints replaced before she was 20 years old um, depressed or just a wreck health-wise and somewhere she read she came across the idea of gluten intolerance so she thought you know I've tried everything else you know the wheels are coming off she cut out gluten out of her diet felt a little bit better yep. but not totally better but she was like that was the indicator to her that wow what I eat is actually affecting how I feel I wonder what else to cut out yeah. there's a chance like, here now right, yeah. right? so now she's and she's got positive feedback she's like hmm, what else can I cut out Long story short, pretty much freaking everything, yeah, except for meat. Yeah. That was the only thing that she could eat and not, you know, tumble off. Yeah. Now, you know, to be sure, she's got a lot of problems going on, right? But people want to attack her, saying that she's promoting the carnivore diet, and she's like, "I'm not promoting. I'm just telling you what worked for me." Yeah, this has worked for me. This sure. worked for me. Right, and so it might work for somebody else in my position to backtrack it all the way back. And if you can add more stuff, she's like, I, "It's not that I don't want to add stuff. I yeah. enjoy other food. I just can't eat them without sending myself spiraling." Yeah, and I do enjoy that she wise. talks about the process of figuring that right. that out for herself, right? Because I think that that's that's a big lesson for people. It's like you can figure things out for yourself. It's right. different for all of us, right? The idea is like search for it, and and, and, right. and I think that's an incredible story. Are we trying to get her in, to come by to, to for our podcast? Yeah. Talk to Keith. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, she, she'll be uh, the last I know. Now Michelle handles most of the scheduling. Well, she handles all of the scheduling. Thank God. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but I'm pretty sure she'll be back. You guys should talk to her. She's super, oh, yeah. super interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we worked our butts off when we were there. I, I wanted to be able to go and meet more people. And I think this time around, we'll probably have a chance to. I, I didn't even actually get to listen to a lot of speakers right. because we were outside. We're going to be inside. That's what you're saying, brother. I know, I know. I know. When I pass by you and you're like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm taking a breather for a second because I'm about to do another podcast. I'm about right, to go right. do this over here. I'm like, I got you. So I... To me, Paleo FX was my first time there, and I loved it. It was a party. It was a, it was a great. It time. was a festival. Great. It was people coming from all over the world. I one person said, "We're at Paleo FX, damn it! Like this is awesome." And yeah. I was just like, "I can see because it is your tribe. It's people who think like you, and you can." If you went to a bodybuilder competition or you went to you know baseball hall of fame or whatever, I didn't realize how big it was until you went and you you see like minded people. And there are all these celebrities walking. I didn't know like right. half the people there, but apparently they've built online presence, so they have right. this and all that. And so I think it's really cool to see that. And you return the next year, and you see like, well, what what have they done a year past? Where right. are they at now? Like they right. have this business now, and they've had this. And I think that's the cool thing is that you give them a, a platform to say, hey, do you want to make your passion a, a job and a career? We'll show you how to do that. And right. so, you know, the Entrepreneur FX and things like that really gives you a chance to hear from the people who've done it, say, I can do that for myself as well. And so I, I think for anyone who is into health and wellness, it's like Paleo FX is the place to be, like hands down. It is. I, I appreciate that. And I am a little biased, but I think the same thing. No, I, I do too. Yeah. I mean, hands down. <laughs> and it's cool because it's, it is like a celebration of the way that so many different people do health, right? And, it, and you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like what we like to celebrate with this podcast as well too is like how do people do health for themselves and right. how do they influence it and it was just perfect i think there was a great idea to 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 put that together and i can't wait to be there again. yeah so thank you for doing it absolutely yeah man. here's one speaker that's very very interesting that i'm uh excited to see how he reacts to this crowd joel Kahn. he's okay. coming yep He's a very well-known vegan speaker right. who debated oh, yeah? Chris Cresser yeah. on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, right. that's okay. Now I know you're talking because yeah. everyone was talking about that for like and a week. He reached out to us. We didn't reach out, so he reached out to us and said, "Hey, what would you think about you know continuing on this discussion at your house, essentially?" Yes, yeah. that would be like, interesting. I'll sit in that's that. cool. Yeah, and I'll that's, look for that. And yeah. It, I think it'll be a lot easier for him to come to Paleo Effects than if Chris were to go to a vegan gathering. Right, right. That's me being biased and saying that, but. I don't know. Well, I, you're going to have people who are vegan, dominant, like plant-based, you know, and they're probably going to say, I get where you're coming from. Right. And there are know? a lot of plant-based paleo right. people. We've talked about that before. They yeah. largely eat medical medium style, which is mostly plants. Right. And we have and we have said from day one, what we do not want to become is just insular echo chamber. Yeah. Like, this is the only way. We've been way. wanting to get vegan speakers. You right. said that we've last been, year. Yeah, we've been looking for it because, I, you know, at the end of the day, we agree with on like ninety percent of the issues, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And and where we where we part ways is you know it, it, the final straw, right? Will you will you take an, a, another uh, sentient being's life to help fuel yours? Obviously, we we're on one side of the fence or on the other, but I I get it. I mean, yeah. I from that from an ethical standpoint, I I totally get it. I understand completely. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that they're watching their health otherwise, right? Yeah. Especially in the B vitamin side of things, right. you know, yeah. I, yeah. but I, I totally get it. Totally support, you know, doing that for ethical reasons. I get, I totally get it. That's going to be, and if top. it works That's for you, be, and if it works for yeah. you, absolutely. And I, you know, and when it comes to the sustainability of the earth, 
and farming practices, right? There's so much we can agree on. I mean, both the paleo community and the vegan vegetarian community, none of us want to see CAFOs in operation. Yeah. None of us want to see that. Yeah. Right? So we can agree on that. There's so much we can agree on. We can probably agree that monocropping is not a good farming practice. Yeah. We can agree that the soils are being just, just ruined by yeah. monocropping, overuse of pesticides, all of these things we can agree on. Right? And if we can come together on those points that we agree on, we're going to be that much stronger and push that much harder against that uh, status quo. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for. And that's why we want the Joel Cons to come oh, yeah. to Paleo Ethics. Well, I'm telling you, that, I'm that, excited. there'll yeah. be a lot of people that probably want to watch and right. listen to that as well. So right. that, like I said, if y'all, if y'all are listening and you want, like, please... Please come to Paleo FX. Austin, Texas is one of the greatest cities in the world. You will not be disappointed. And uh, I think we have the links on there to, to get your tickets. There's there's still time to do it. We still got like a month and a half maybe, right, you know, two right. months almost. And then uh, you all streaming it too? Uh, yes. There's a live stream of the keynote. There's a yeah. live stream of the keynote stage right now. And that may change. We may add another stage depending on, you know, the, the resources we have and how much interest we have. And sure. I mean to say, there's a lot that goes into an event. Oh, yeah. I know, I know, I know. That's a lot of moving pieces. That's why we were proud to kind of give you all the energy to kind of keep up with it. Yeah. Like, so we're, we're, we're excited to come back and see what it is this time around. But yeah, like I said, Pay the Effects is, is it's awesome. It's it's really cool. We look forward to it every year. And we had a high after it for about maybe one a month or two afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. And, and I think a lot of things, too, were, you know, people hear the term paleo and they're, they have this picture in their mind of like, you know, back to the earth, back to the, we, we call it back to the cave and spear. Yeah. Right. And, you know, a bunch of Luddites that, you know, won't do it, which is hardly the case. Right. I mean, you see so much biohacking taking place at Paleo FX, um, like Aura Ring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Well, I just like shots and fusions that you guys give. Yeah. And all of this. All of this we see all the guys outside element. just with their shirts off, right? Taking in the sun. Right. And all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I got to throw a spear there. Right. I did. Was a camel or was an elephant camel, there? Was a camel. Yeah, yeah, like all for no reason. Coming back. Yeah, yeah so nice. no, it's, it's a great time. Y'all should check it out. Uh, stream it if you can, but experience it for yourselves. Uh, I know, Keith, we could talk forever. Really, know, but yeah. uh, thank you for taking the time to come by here. And, uh, you know, we look forward to it, man. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the infusion. Yeah, so man. One thing I, we were in, in the middle of a discussion, but I felt like a, in my sinus is like a, boof, like, yeah, some pressure right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so nice. if you go to Paleo FX, you can come get a Slenderella youth with the NAD in there. And, uh, if not, you can come over here to MSW lounge and get one yourself. Right, there too, right. so. But, uh, but thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. guys. <laughs>